If you are listening on this amazing Thanksgiving day, you're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 141, with Simone Vicenci. And today, amongst other things, we're talking about standing out, making yourself known in a crowded space. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Happy Thanksgiving, men of abundance. I am very excited that you are here. If you are here, um, I hope you're just taking a break from all of the uh, food and everything and uh, not ignoring your family today. I would actually hope that you're not listening to this on Thanksgiving. It's still going to post on Thanksgiving, but I would hope that you're not listening today, that you wait until Friday to catch this episode along with the Pay It Forward Aloha Friday. And for those of you in the other 60 countries around the world, I truly appreciate you listening in, downloading Men of Abundance in your country and listening and sharing it with all of your fellow men and women in your part of the world. It's truly humbling and I greatly appreciate it. And I thank all of you who are sharing Men of Abundance with others around the world and leaving your ratings and reviews on whatever podcast player it is that you're listening to. I am truly grateful for that as well. And it just blows my mind how many people are listening to Men of Abundance and sharing it and what you guys are getting out of these conversations. Thanks for the feedback. Keep them coming. I truly appreciate it. And men, just in case you didn't know, I would love to personally invite you. This is your official invitation to join our Men of Abundance community on Facebook. You can do that by going to menofabundance.com forward slash members. Or simply click on the Members Only tab at the top of any one of the pages at menofabundance.com. Once you read that short page, just click on the Join the Community and I will get you access. I look forward to seeing you in there. Now our featured guest today is Simone Vincenzi. This guy is a character. I truly do not remember how I got in contact with him. I think I narrowed it down to I was looking through some TED Talks and I found one of his TED Talks. It just cracked me up. He is so funny, he's so entertaining, and he's really got a good message. And I'm going to have that video, as I mentioned in our conversation, I'm going to have that video linked up in the show notes. You really got to go check it out and see what I'm talking about and see why I felt compelled to introduce Simone to all of you. Now, as you'll hear us discuss later on in the conversation, Simone is the host of Explode Your Coaching Biz show, and by the age of 28, He has been featured in more than 100 podcasts, Sky, The Huffington Post, and shared the stage with Les Brown, Gary Vaynerchuk, Dr. John Demartini, and many more. Simone has recently been awarded as the Best Speaker in UK 2016, nominated in the House of Parliament as one of the most influential migrant entrepreneurs in the UK, and often acknowledged as one of the best guests every TV and radio can have. Men of Abundance, I introduce you to Simone Vicenzi. Simone, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm great, Wally. And you, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Where are you at in the world? I'm in London, which actually is sunny London today. I'm really excited about it. (laughs) That is actually kind of funny because you're in sunny London and I'm in rainy, cloudy Hawaii. It is raining right now. (laughs) 
So it started with a paradox, this interview. <laughs> we did, absolutely. And, you know, it, I mean, where I'm at right now, it usually does rain once in a while, but it's, it's a little bit more than usual, actually. So it's kind of funny. You might hear the rain coming down here um, during this uh, conversation. So, right. you know, I, I was uh, introduced to you by somebody, and I honestly cannot remember who. I don't remember who I don't know who I don't know who, who said, hey, you got to take a look at this guy. And I can't remember who it was, but I did. And I watched a couple of your videos and I saw some of the stuff that you were doing and, and what you stand for. And I thought, you know what? This is a great guy. Really, really good guy. I like uh, what you so got So you didn't run away. What's that? You didn't run away. I didn't. Not, <laughs> not immediately. <laughs> not even- We'll see after this. But, you know, before we get too much into the conversation, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Simone? Absolutely. What I'm grateful for today is uh, for my business partner, actually. Uh, My business partner is called The Bench Order. And today we just had a great meeting to see where the company is going and the group of companies that we have are going. And... uh, it's been uh, interesting because we met each other about five five years ago and it was at a free seminar and we immediately clicked and after a couple of years we started a company together and we went through highs and lows more lows than highs (laughs) together and i'm really grateful for his presence in my life wonderful yeah that is definitely something to be grateful for what is that accent it's a very strong accent. Is this an Italian accent? An Italian. In fact, some pe- some people call me the Italian stallion of the personal development industry here in London. Hey, that's <laughs> not a bad name to be plugged on, you man. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I'm like, I keep it going. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I have not. I've been all over Europe. I just have not had the opportunity to go to Italy yet. We're definitely looking forward to going as a family. Oh, whenever you're going, just let me know. I'll uh, I'll forward you some some really good places to go oh, and to visit. That. We're also looking forward to getting to London as well. I got to go out there and meet up with some of my buddies, Chris Ducker, and well, Chris is actually in the Philippines, but I know he's getting ready to be in um, <laughs> uh, uh, London pretty soon for his yeah, event. Is an event in, in in November? Was that November or October? Yeah, November. Kind of. Quite a big event there. Yeah, huge yeah. event. He's going to be planning out there. But Mark Asquith is another really good friend of mine that's out there in London. I'm going to have to go visit. Well, then you have a chance also to visit me Absolutely. as well. So now you have, you have one more friend. Absolutely. There's another one. Yeah, I can't forget <laughs> you. Of course not. So before we got started here, I gave a very brief introduction, really your bio, some of the stuff that you've been doing professionally. But here at Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you could, just take a few minutes, share a little bit more personal with us, and let's do that. Let's get a little bit personal. Absolutely. Um, I guess that everything, it all started when I was 14 years old, and uh my parents played up uh, when I was 14 and uh, I wanted to prove my mom and I want to prove my dad that I could make it on my own and uh, I started actually my first job in the catering industry uh, as a waiter because that was the other thing Uh, I thought I could do at the time I didn't like school so I went to start working in a restaurant and I absolutely loved that and uh, by the age of 19 uh, I became the youngest Michelin star restaurant manager in Europe and the reason why that happened, it is because of uh, my resilience. Uh, 
So if you're wanting to know a bit more about myself, I think there are three things uh, that are really important to know about me. One is uh, that I don't take no for an answer. It's like no matter what, uh, if I have something I want to get, I will get it. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how rough is the journey going to be. Of course, I like an easy ride, like everyone does. <laughs> but I'm not the kind of person that would stop at anything. The other thing that you want to know about me is that I absolutely love speaking. I absolutely love public speaking. I remember doing an event with Les Brown in front of a thousand people and I felt at ease. It was my space. I love being on stage. I'm a showman. I mean, I do break dancing on stage. I beatbox with a didgeridoo. I do all this sort of crazy stuff and I absolutely love speaking and in particular what I love about speaking is uh, empowering people and in this case empower people to start successful coaching and speaking businesses but depending from the audience I'm in front of is going to be about helping them achieve what they want in life and learn something that they didn't know before and then the other thing that you know you want to know about me is the last one is that I absolutely love hummus so I I'm Italian and I'm vegan so I'm a bit weird on that side. And I cannot live without hummus. Absolutely not. I still, I actually have a t-shirt which says, got hummus? And that <laughs> that's about me, man. <laughs> well, you know what? <clears throat> we have a lot in common, quite a bit in common. One I will not, I, I don't take notes and answer. I'm very, very persistent as well. But you know what? You have shared the stage with one of my heroes. One of these days I'm going to have a face-to-face -face conversation with the biggest smile in the industry, the biggest laugh. <laughs> yeah. If you hear this man laugh, Les Brown, you cannot, it's like watching a baby laugh. You can't Absolutely. help but laugh. That man is so infectious. I absolutely love him. And Simone, when I saw you, <laughs> when I saw when you said you're going to rap with a didgeridoo, I said <laughs> this man is out of his mind. And when I saw you play it like it's supposed to be played, and then you yeah. put, you rapped on a didgeridoo, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. This man is not doing this in front of everybody. And you were it was fabulous. I'm easily amused, I have to admit. My wife always says, I love watching, you know, like America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, Australia's Got Talent. I just love watching those things. I love watching people yeah. do these things. And you should be on London's Got Talent or something, man, because it was amazing. I'm actually, I'm actually applying for it. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm awesome. My plan to apply for it. So watch, watch this space. Uh, did you watch it? Was did you watch it on the TEDx talk that I did? I, I was think it, it, on yeah, the TEDx? I think it was the TEDx talk because I watched so many TEDx talks, and that might be another reason why I found you is because just because of TEDx, I watch a lot yeah. of TEDx. I'm, I listen to TEDx podcasts, but I love watching them as well for that reason. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have that video linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com so everybody <laughs> else can go there and watch that. Yeah, yeah thank you. I appreciate that. It, it, was, a, it was a great moment. And uh, in particular, it's a great metaphor uh, that means for people to stand out and be themselves. Um, you know, I think that they all, in life we can all th do things in two different ways, uh, the traditional way and our ways. Yeah. And that's my way of playing the didgeridoo. And it, re it represents for me to be able to be different and uh, not conform to the norm of an industry or to the norm of society or to what is expected from me by other people that doesn't resonate with me. 
So that's the meaning of it. And you know, seriously, that is a very, very serious message that you're sharing there because so many people are, they just want to follow what the norm is. You know, it's the same old adage. I always bring this up. You know, one of the most common ones is go to school, get a great education, get a good job, blah, 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 that whole thing. And then, but there's many other things too, like so many people in your family never left this, the town you live in or the state, let, you know, Absolutely. let alone on vacation, but to actually say, you know what, this place sucks. I don't like it here. It's not who I am. I can't find the job that I want. I can find work, but not the work that I want. You know what? You're not a tree. Get up and leave. You know, move somewhere else. You move to another country. I mean, like we talked about Chris Ducker earlier. Chris is from London, lives in the Philippines. I've talked to other folks that are, you know, born and raised in Australia, live in Japan. You know, just up and moved yeah. their whole family to Japan. You know, I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. I live out here in Hawaii where people pay you know always want to come in on vacation but seldom do you know i mean you don't mm -hmm. have to stay in one place and i love that message that you share thank you thank you well i appreciate that yeah so you know you're this happy exciting guy and i can tell that you love to speak i saw you speak a couple times on video not in person yet that day will come but i know that because of the many, many conversations that I've had and from my own experience and many books that I've read that anybody who's moving forward in life has kick in the gut moments. And sometimes those kick mm -hmm. in the gut moments are what make people get up and move forward in life, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's you know good for them in the long run. I would love to hear one of those kick in the gut moments from you and make us really feel that. My kick in the gut moment, uh, <laughs> I had many kicks in the gut moment, <laughs> but my kick in the gut moment, uh, it actually was uh, when I got engaged. And uh, I'll tell you why. It was uh, an happy moment, a really happy moment, absolutely. It was the best moment of my life uh, after the wedding day, probably. And uh, she said yes. And I think that what happened, I realized that I really now had to pull my stuff together, not to use another word, <laughs> because uh, I was a bit uh, all over the place and the business that I was running was a bit all over the place. We were always uh, uh, like one month uh, uh, before <laughs> bankruptcy every single month and uh, it was so stressful. I used to overeat, I used to uh, not sleep at night, uh, and uh, I wasn't able to provide for my wife-to-be, because uh, I wasn't even able to afford paying a rent together, just because uh, the business has just enough money to sustain itself, and maybe a couple of hundred quid for me <laughs> on top of that. Mm -hmm. And I remember that uh, that moment, I that night, I look at myself in a mirror and I said, I have to do something different. I have to do something different. Things cannot keep going this way. And uh, within 12 months, uh, I turned a 10 grand a year business uh, into a 140K business. Wow. And that was... Uh, the kick in the gut in that moment for me was the fact of I, I'm not alone anymore. 
I have to care about someone else and I want to be able to provide for her and to care for her. And because I'm so competitive, I wouldn't, I couldn't stand the fact of not being enough. That's what I found. I didn't want to feel I wasn't enough for her because I loved her so much and I didn't want to lose her. And uh, I know that a lot of people had a much lower kick in the guts. And you know what? I've been homeless, right? I mean, I lost my first business. I lost everything. I got homeless. But that moment for me was a bigger kick in the gut than when I was sleeping on the street. Just because I took, it was not just myself in the equation. There was someone else in. That's a very good point. I'm glad that you brought that up too because it's all about perspective. And that's why I say, you know, when I talk about this kick in the gut moment, everybody's kick in the gut moment is their kick in the gut moment. It's it's And some of them have been through what others would perceive as an even worse experience. For instance, being homeless, living on the street. But as you said, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that sucked. That wasn't fun at all, but it was just you. You had yourself to con- be concerned with and yourself to feed every day and find shelter for every day. But when you have somebody mm-hmm. else that you have caring for you uh, or that you have to care for and it cares for you and is depending on you as well, um, as even mm-hmm. as a team, uh, it, it does take it to a different level. And Absolutely. You know, and I feel the same way when it comes to every time I talk to somebody and somebody contacts me and says, hey, I want you to, you know, coach me into, you know, getting healthy or, or coach me in living an abundant life or, you know, just have a conversation with me. I take that decision on whether or not if I'm going to help them very, very seriously because it's going to require my time and my emotions because I do get emotionally involved in these people's mm-hmm. lives. And that's why, really, I decide, you know, to... It's it's not always easy to make that decision. I have to interview them and talk with them and stuff like that. And that's what you do. You're into coaching as well. How did all of this evolve into you starting to coach? Well, I was, at that moment, uh, I was uh, already a coach. But it's just that the business wasn't working. So that evolved in uh, really mastering the business side of coaching. And how did that look? If what did you look- have to do to do that? Um, before I think I was playing uh, and I found this right now because I work with uh, a lot of coaches and speakers to teach them how to run six-figure coaching and speaking businesses and uh, I think that what the mistake that I was doing and I see a lot of people making is uh, it was a hobby I wasn't treating it as a business I was uh, I didn't have a plan I was all over the place I thought that, oh yeah, I'm just going to find some clients, put in some pretty pictures on Facebook, going to some networking events. But I didn't have products, I didn't have services, I didn't have a clear marketing strategies, I didn't know how to sell the product effectively. So what I was doing, I was running a business lacking all the business skills. And uh, that's when I said, you know what, if I need to do something different, I got to learn those skills. And at that point in particular, I decided that I want to become a great speaker. I want to become a great speaker. That was the first skill that I needed to learn that I really wanted to master. Speaking from seminars, selling from the stage. And I run more than 500 speaking gigs in three years from that point. Mm. It was insane. It was intense. But that's how I turned my business around. 
because they focused on and said, okay, what do I want to do? I want to become a great speaker. I want to communicate. I want to be able to influence so I can really show people the value that I had because it's not that I didn't have no value, didn't have any value. I knew my stuff. I was a great coach. It's just that people didn't know it yet, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I needed to find a way to get those people to experience and to believe how great I was so that they could invest in me and then I could work with them and then change their lives. So that's what I did. I took my business seriously and I said, that's what I'm going to learn. That's what I'm going to do. So what was you doing before that, before you started coaching? I was involved in restaurants and I used right. to manage restaurants since a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started working my first restaurant at 14. I hated school and I found that I absolutely loved working in a restaurant. I absolutely loved that. Talking to people, it was fast paced. I was able to express myself and my personality. It was brilliant. And in particular, I had the goal that I wanted to become the best uh, uh, waiter in my region. And that's how I ended up managing a Michelin star restaurant in Italy at the age of 19 and then receive an offer to work at the age of 21 in another Michelin star restaurant in London. And that's how I'm I'm in London. (laughs) That's how I moved to London. Someone Mm -hmm. saw me in a restaurant and said, hey, I want you to work for me. And I said, okay. And then he said, I said, where, where, where is it? And he said, is it London? Okay, tell me more. Mm-hmm. It was a better pay. I had more days off. I was 21 at a time. So like, what the freak am I doing in Italy? <laughs> so I, let's go and move to London. <laughs> it's like the big city there. It's like the big apple mm-hmm. <laughs> of Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then from that moment, uh, at the age of 22, I already had an eight years career. It's a bit crazy, but starting at 14, at the age of 22, I already had an 80 years career. And uh, I went through at 22 through a midlife crisis. <laughs> it's a bit funny to say, but at 22, I had my midlife crisis and I wanted to change, but I didn't know what to do and what to change. And uh, I started attending seminars and uh, something clicked. Something clicked and uh, I remember I was in one seminar sitting on the front row. I was always on the front row taking notes. And uh, I had almost like a haha moment, and a voice inside me said, "This is your place, but not the place on a chair, the place there on the stage." Uh, and I never felt so certain in my life that that was my calling. And that's and what happened. Rest is history. Right. Yeah. And you know. My wife and I watch quite a few documentaries on stuff, and we do watch a lot in reference to cooking and the whole Michelin uh, star, and and that's mm-hmm. that's extremely stressful. That's a team effort. They always highlight the chef that, you know, the, the head chef and all this type of stuff, but that is truly a team effort, and it's extremely stressful from, from our point of view. I can't imagine. I, mm-hmm. that's what I was, when you said you went through two midlife crises, I can... <laughs> think well i'm wondering if that had anything to do with it because that is a stressful position to be in i was a waiter years ago for a five-star restaurant many many right. years ago before i joined the military i met people like Char- you know martin sheen and other places like this and it was fast paced but we had we had a good time but mm-hmm. when you're shooting when you're when you're going after that star that is that is it there's nothing else in life absolutely and you need to keep the standard high. And the reality is that 
even if for one night, even if the chef or the kitchen doesn't deliver properly, you can always mask mask it with a great service, and you can have have the client have a great time with your service. And that's why a lot of people, when they go to restaurants, actually they don't really value the role of a waiter. But if you think about it, is what the, the staff there is what makes you come back to the restaurant because. If you have a great meal, but you have an awful time with the service, you're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. If you have an okay meal and the service is great, then you're going to come back. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that from a professional and a personal standpoint. Absolutely. So I'd like to hear some good news stories um, at this point. Some of the clients, you don't have to mention any names or companies or anything like that, but what are some companies that you worked with or individuals that uh, you'd be able to share their stories with that you've been able to affect? Absolutely. Uh, I was working with a client recently, and uh, he contacted me and he said, I want you to help me grow a six-figure coaching business. And uh, I said, okay. I'm here. <laughs> I can help you. And uh, I said, "Okay, where are you at? Where are you starting?" Well, I never run run this kind of business before. Okay, all right. And uh, we took about nine months. And in nine months working together, we uh, did every single strategy we could find. And uh, unfortunately, it seemed that we couldn't find anything that could fit him. And he was working really hard, and the strategies that we were doing were working, but not as well as we wanted. And I remember uh, one thing that we both never gave up. We both never gave up. And I think that's what's beautiful about the partnership with uh, when you work with with a coach or a mentor, that you're a team. You're there together. And the reality is that we can all have goals and dreams, but we don't know how long it's going to take to achieve them. Because challenges are going to be there in the way, but we kept working together. And uh, he called me a few months ago and he said, "Man, I'm on fire." I said, "Oh, t- tell me, I haven't heard from you for a while." I said, "Yeah, man, I made 50k the last three months." I'm like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's really nice. Uh, that's one. Uh, then uh, I work in a company in business development. Uh, they hired me when. Uh, it was uh, they were 120k, and uh, in within four months, uh, I helped them to get to 800k, and I opened for them a pub, a restaurant, a small chain of health food stores, and uh, in return, I got the percentage of that company. Um, and if I can say one more thing, there is another person that, because uh, I think we all forget the charity work that we do sometimes when we're talking about clients, but for me, even the work that I do for charity is clients. And uh, there are people that because of their health issues, they might not be really suited to run a business, in particular to run a startup, because uh, health is crucial. You need to be focused, you need to be there, you need to go there, you need to get the client, you need to to market. And if you don't have energy, that's not going to work. But uh, there, there is one of our members that she has a quite severe health condition and she went through a very tough time. But she was able to start her business anyway because of the support of the community and because even if she didn't have the money, we allowed her to come along with a consensus of all the team just because she could have that place to stay, to grow her business and to get their dreams come true. And that has no price for me. 
Yeah, that's my favorite one. I absolutely love that one because you're taking somebody who has all odds against her and a team is coming together. And I say this all the time, like we say when we're raising our children, it takes a village. Well, it takes a village to raise a business too. A business is a baby. It's got to be <laughs> yeah, nurtured. Yeah. It's got to be loved. It's got to be attended to constantly. And it does take a village and you cannot do something like that by yourself. Those who have have failed miserably, and it's just so sad to see uh, that business die and that baby die. It really is. So I commend you for that. That's for all of them. But I love that last one. That's my favorite. Thank you. So, and go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's because the power is in community. The power is in the community, and that's why our at what we do with GTEx, I mean, the, the very name of the company, which is GTEx, stands for Growing Together Exponentially. Mm. That's what GTEx stands for. Because we believe that together we can achieve what we are not able to achieve by ourselves. And that's why we do what we do. Wonderful. So, Simone, at this point, we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Outstanding. So, share one to three actionable steps that our abundant leaders can take today okay definitely uh number one is uh, to have fun <laughs> probably have heard that a lot of time by many guests but guys if you want to have an happy life do what you do what makes you happy <laughs> i think people are looking what's the secret of happiness do what makes you happy <laughs> that's it it's, like, it's quite simple for example i love playing basketball I cannot live without playing basketball and if I don't play three four times a week I don't feel the same and doesn't matter how busy I am I always carve that time for me to just do something that makes me happy for no reason that maybe it's me for business reason other reasons I just do it because it makes me happy for no reason mm -hmm. so that's number one number two is uh, learn how to sell yourself because uh, I believe that everyone has gifts and talents and skills, but if no one knows what are your gifts, talents and skills and what you can do for other people, then you're going to die with those gifts. And uh, you cannot really make an impact in the world in the way you want to make or you were destined to make. So that's number two. Sell yourself, sell your gifts, sell your products, sell your services. Because just in this way, but going out there and talking to people about how great you are, that's uh, how they're going to believe how great you are, <laughs> if it makes sense, right? <laughs> and then uh, the number three for me for um, an actionable step is um, take time with people that you love because uh, they're not going to be there forever. Absolutely. And... Uh, is a more reminder for me than for anyone else, I think, in this moment. Because I can be a bit of a workaholic. A bit, actually. I am a workaholic. Let's put it this way. I could work 20 hours a day because I'm so passionate about what I do that I would not do anything else. But I was reading a book recently, which I don't remember, actually. Oh, I was listening to a podcast recently. And it came out with this concept that those people that you love, they're not going to be there forever. So don't take them for granted. So now I'm spending time, even if my mom and my dad, they live in another country, I'm calling them. And before I could spend months without calling them just because I was busy working. And uh, right now I'm 
focusing and choosing time to connect with them because I think that the quality of our life depends from the quality of our relationships. And relationships take time to build. Otherwise, they they lose their power. They lose the, the gel, the, the light that keeps them together. And that that's my, my third step. Spend time, more time with the people that you love. Excellent. Yeah, and sometimes it is important that we do have to be reminded of that from time to time. And that's why it's important to have those mentors around that are not only helping you in your business, but also are going to help you pay attention to your personal life while they're helping you with your business. I think those are the best guys to have around. Indeed. I agree with you. So what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? Uh, number one is selling. Selling. Selling yourself. And uh, I cannot stress enough the importance of selling in every aspect of our lives. I mean, I made my fortune, my career, my businesses because I was able to sell myself. I met my wife. <laughs> I got married because I was able to sell myself. That was probably the toughest sales of my life, but the best sales of my life. <laughs> and uh, by selling yourself and keep time daily where you can connect with clients, in particular, I'm talking to entrepreneurs, but if you're, even if you're not an entrepreneur and you are in a, in a job and you want a better position, then spend time selling yourself to the people that are making the decision to give you that promotion or to give you that place abroad that you want. Uh, or if they are clients, then they are going to be potential clients and people that are going to become clients. So that's number one. I'm always selling every single day. There is no day that I'm not selling apart from my day off. And even if I have a day off, I might meet someone at a basketball court that I can sell my services to. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> And then another habit which uh, impacts me a lot is, um, well, I think it's taking care of my health. And uh, I don't, not everyone needs to become vegan. i not that kind of vegan that says, you know, every, if you eat meat, then you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. But eating with uh, consciousness and know what you're putting in your body and is equally important as what you're putting in your mind. And I'm saying this because uh, I struggled a lot with uh, anorexia. I went through bulimia. I went through a, a massive overeating. I even went to Overeaters Anonymous, which uh, is the overeating version of Alcoholic Anonymous. And my journey with food has been uh, another of one of my kick in the gut, if, uh, if you want to call it this way. And I realized how important and crucial is... Uh, nurturing your body in the right way because that's the fuel for your car man <laughs> yeah absolutely without a doubt that is very very important i feel the same way so what are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why i uh, i love podcasts <laughs> i love being interviewed on podcasts i run my own podcast and i love listening to podcasts and uh, the podcast that i love right now is called the masters of scales is uh, from uh, uh, Reed Hoffman, which is uh, the co-founder of LinkedIn, and is about how huge businesses like Facebook, Google, Airbnb, and other businesses they started growing and they scaled. But it says uh, it shared the journey before the scale, and I think that's what I love because it makes it tangible for me and for my business, and it has great uh, examples and case studies and stories. From these giants that right now are transforming the world that we live in, 
and uh, it makes me dream bigger but it makes me dream bigger being grounded is it, if, does it make sense yeah absolutely perfect so that's masters of scale with the uh, reed hoffman yeah and that's perfect for where you're at right now i point out all the time that sounds like a great uh, podcast that I would love to listen to and I'll have that linked up in the show notes by the way at Men of Abundance but right now just for an example and for the guys out there listening you have to pay attention to what you're reading and and where you want to be like where your goals are at your immediate goals the ones you're working on right now and mm. if that podcast is one that will get you there great but like for instance if you're an entrepreneur just starting out you probably don't want to be st- really focusing a whole lot on scaling to that size you want to focus more Absolutely. on the startups right so i'm not saying don't listen to it I'm, it's it, my point is is i would have a couple years ago i probably would have just went straight over and subscribed to that podcast and started listening to it but then i would have been all over the place and i wouldn't have been focusing on my goals at at that point in time because i like how you said that the one you like listening to right now because the podcast i was listening to a year ago are not the podcast I'm listening to today because I'm gonna add a different point in my life and I have different goals. Absolutely. Right now. So thanks for sharing that. I, I agree with you and, and I think I think it's a great point what you made right now because it's about focus. It's about focus. It's about I think that a lot of people right now in our society become learning junkies. They feel good just because they learn one new thing. Whether it makes a difference or not in their life, that doesn't matter. But when you study and when you listen, as you said study with purpose so look at what is it where what are your goals what is it you want to learn and why do you want to learn it for example for me when i started i said i wanted to become a great public speaker that's why actually i won uh, the best speaker in the uk in uh, 2016 last year and i started running seminars and everything i was listening and consuming and reading was about public speaking (laughs) no masters of scales (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Of of all the people that you've talked to thus far, why do you feel? What do you feel that holds most people back from truly living a life of abundance? I'm going to repeat myself here, <laughs> once again. But I hope that my message will will go straight into your subconscious mind, guys. Is uh, selling yourself. Is again selling yourself. I haven't never found something as powerful to live a life of true abundance of selling yourself because that's my opinion right if you for me abundance means uh, being able to do what i love when i love and have what i want that's what true abundance means to me where i can be happy and have no limits and i can not only have everything i want but in particular i can be whoever i want and i feel free to do that and selling myself allow me to do that, allow me to achieve this this objective. I'll give you an example. There was a night where I lost everything, absolutely lost everything. And it was one of, I almost faced homelessness again because the business still didn't work out and uh, I was supposed to go and live with my girlfriend and the day before going and living together, we split up. So I found myself without a house, without uh, a place to live, uh, without a job because I quit my job to move city with her and uh, the business didn't work out. And I went the day after to the shop that where I was going and buying my organic vegetables and I convinced that person 
to give me a place to live because uh, somehow during the conversation gave me a house <laughs> he had a house and he said okay you can come and sleep in my place for free and I slept there and lived there rent free for about two and a half years and then I was able to sell myself in a way to become a consultant for that company because I knew I was able to get them they wanted to open restaurants and pubs so then I knew that I could help them in that way and then suddenly I got that company from 120k to 800k while living in house without paying any rent and because it was a health food store I was having my organic vegetables and food for free mm-hmm. why because I was able to sell myself and I think in every stage that's what can create abundance in our life wonderful yeah very powerful I appreciate you sharing that and sharing what you what um, living a life of abundance mean to you it means so much so we're gonna close this up Simone and before we leave, before we let you go, what do we not talk about that you'd love to ensure that our men of abundance get from our conversation today? A thing that we haven't talked about much is about sharing your journey with other people. We tapped in talking about briefly about communities in a business term, having a business community and talking about the business as a baby. I think that a lot of people right now they're getting more and more isolated and they leave in the illusion of connection through social media. And as I said, the first word was illusion. Because when you are talking through a screen, yes, it's connection, but it's never going to be as a deep connection as someone that you meet in person, someone that when you need really help, it can be there with you physically. Not a Skype call, but someone that can turn up at your door and say, I know you need help. What can I do for you? Or when you need help, someone that you can knock at their door and say, hey, can you please help? I just need to have a chat with you. And a lot of people are moving away from it, but guys, please, please, please connect with the people around you and uh, create a meaningful relationship in your business and in your life. And believe in this way, you can feel truly abundant because you will never feel alone. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. Thanks for sharing that. And other than gtex.org.uk, I'm going to have that all linked up in the show notes. What are some other ways that we'd be able to uh, get in touch with you? Our best way is to listen to my podcast. Uh, if you are listening to the po- to this podcast, I'm assuming that you like listening to podcasts. <laughs> so you can, if you want to grow a successful coaching and speaking business, so you can uh, check on iTunes, uh, Explode your coaching biz show so it's a explode your coaching biz show and that's where you can join my podcast and uh, if you're on facebook you can join our facebook group which is uh, explode your coaching biz <laughs> excellent i'm definitely going to have that linked up and i've been checking Thank it you. out myself i'm loving what i'm hearing and the reason why i'm listening to that right now guys is what did i just say I'm wanting to explode my coaching business. <laughs> so <laughs> these are the type of things that I'm focusing on right now and listening to. I'm doing two things right now. I've been over the last year gathering information for my book. I said when I get to 100 episodes, I will have more than enough information for my book. And I'm almost there. I'm just a couple episodes away from 100. I've got well over 140 conversations recorded, but about 97 posted at the time that we're talking right now today and 
So I'm excited about that and I'm excited about learning more about exploding my business. So I'm going to have or exploding my coaching business and I'm going to have all of that linked up in the show notes. Simone, I really appreciate your energy. I appreciate your time, your your thoughts of wisdom and sharing your abundant life with us. Uh, thank you very much, Wally, for inviting me on your show. It's been a pleasure and I love the interview. My pleasure, man. Now go out and live your life of abundance and aloha. All right, man, that's all I have for you today. For all of you men in the United States, I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving, spent all of that quality time with your family, was not listening to this podcast. I hope you're catching this the next day or later on in the weekend. And you know it, I want every single one of you to go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.